The following program contains mature themes that may offend you and challenge you. As a result, you may paint an innumerable amount of Bristol boards, piss, and exhale fire. Call for the host to be disemboweled in the village square. Push for suppression, compelled speech, and an infinite number of deplatformings. Other listeners may experience the urge to laugh as we all hurl towards Armageddon. Tolerate diversity of thought. Control their childlike emotional impulses. Stop taking everyone and everything so seriously. But either way, listener discretion is advised. This is Unmentionable, an unhealthy dose of realism with your host, Jordan Power. So someone told me that a Chinese girl, you know, like someone jumped off this building. What? And killed themselves. That was like a while back. I talked about it on the show. But then someone told me that in the building over on the weekend, a Chinese girl jumped off the top. And I said, would she get a B plus? <gasps> oh, my God, dude. Is that too dark? No, but that's too personal. <laughs> what do you mean too personal? <laughs> this whole show is too personal. <laughs> It's funny because, like, I try to do it when I got low grades in school. Oh. Well, no, I just, like, threw it away to my friend. He's like, ooh. I was like, what? I'm entertaining you. Like, that's what I do. I'm the clown. It's very funny. I just funny. said it really it's casually, though. He told me, I go, what, she get B plus? And he was like, oh. He did what you did. He was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Because they felt the truth there. Yeah. We have a new microphone stand for the show. The other one is by a company named Frameworks, and I encourage you not to purchase from them because not only do their products not last two years, but they put the wire within the arm, so you have to basically buy a whole new arm. You can't just go around it. I'm not saying it's not smart, but it is pissing us off, and so I've purchased a new one right here. It has its downsides. One of those is that when I turn to Chevy like this, it just feels different. I had yeah. the other mic in my face. But we think for clips and stuff like that, we want to be able to show more of the moneymaker, the jawline, if you will. So it's a good <laughs> jawline. We don't want to waste it. So um, that's here for now. It might not stay. Coming up on the show, we have a woman named Samantha Jones, not the Sex in the City character, <laughs> which she killed her own SEO by that, but whatever. So Chevy sent me a video of a woman dancing in a park topless. I put that video like a little bit here. Bing. Okay. Sends it to me. I didn't ask for any more information. I just said, you know what to do. Book her. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if we were where she lived. Okay. So she came in studio. She has spent 14 years in the sex industry. Everything from stripping, escorting, dom. It is juicy, juicy content. So that's coming up on the program. We split it up into two parts. And then the bonus content of that, probably about half an hour or so, is going to be exclusively on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash unmentionable podcast. Shivy is back from a mushroom trip, which we talked about on the episode with Samantha. But why don't you give everyone a little more insight into how it went? Uh, cool. Okay, so it's like he's like saying a speech at school. Cool. Testing one two. Test. Testing. We've only been doing this for two fucking years. <laughs> yes. Okay. So it, so all the parts I told were like the good or like the most like amazingish parts, right? Most of the trip was just me 
So, okay, let me start from the beginning. Well, one of my friends... That's how stories work. You start from the beginning, yeah. Start from the beginning. Thanks True. for doing that for us. <laughs> so We're about to kill the mic. Well, go, well, go, well, go. Well, Pressure's on. Well, Pressure's on. One of my friends wanted to want me to take shrooms because he had an amazing experience. And he was like, Shem, you got to do it. Shem, you got to do it. And I've been wanting to do it for like a few years, but I was always scared. Of what? Of just psychedelics and stuff. Because one of the things, like uh, one of my genuine concerns is my grandmother is has schizophrenia. And they say if you take a lot of psychedelics and, and, and if it's in your family, you could like oh, lose like your mind. Oh, like latent schizophrenia. Yeah, you could like actually lose your mind. Because what, ha- what happens with shrooms and any psychedelics, someone said it's like you take a snow globe and you shake it and the dust settles in different ways. So, you know, that's the new like pathways for your brain. But sometimes the dust settles in the wrong way and sure. then you just go crazy. Yes, I know someone who had, like, a mental breakdown after it. Right, and uh, I was always scared of that, but I still wanted to do it just to experience how it's like. And although right now, after doing it, I would still say that was a good enough experience for my life. I don't want to do it again. I don't know if I would ever or not, but right now I don't want to do it because it was so fucking scary and fucking amazing at the same time. It was, like, you remember when we went to the roller coaster? It was my first time sitting on a roller coaster and how it felt sure. on that roller coaster is exactly for six hours. But you would do a roller coaster again? I would do a roller coaster because it's it would last, like, what, two minutes? But this is six fucking hours of a, of trip. I mean, I've done a fair amount of psychedelics. I will tell you, like, the first time that I did it, it was scary, too. It was. Um, but you now scary. know what to expect. True. So true. Um, I will say that it's, like, 90% of it is your company. True. You know I have a policy. Like, I won't do psychedelics with anyone who's not really experienced, like, hasn't already done it, like, three, four times. Because, yeah. like, you absorb their energy. It can go really bad. Yeah. And you told me you did it at night, and I was like, "That's stupid." I did not want to. I wanted to see the sunset because the, the thing, the thing was, I wanted to do it in the morning and then see the sunset, and then how right. when the day That's like how I ends. Do acid. Exactly, I exactly wanted to do it like this, but like my friend did not. Bec- one, it was super hot that day. It was like very hot, and he was like, "Yeah, we're not going out right now. Like we're we're gonna sweat so much, and it's gonna be not fun." You're Indian. Well, it was still hot and humid outside, like same human body. I just body. assumed you didn't feel it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we took we took uh, like I took a gram. He took one and a half grams, and we bought it from a dispensary. And it was like super potent. And the strain I took was the the classic hallucination thing. Like, did they have a name for it? Like, some of them are like teacher mushrooms. They call them. It was the name. The name was Maziac. That was the strain name. I think so. Uh, and the one he got was Trinity, which was a blend of three different strains. So we were, like, tripping differently, like, very differently. Uh, after I took shrooms, first of all, like, I didn't feel anything for, like, at least one hour, I think. So, like, 40 minutes at least, where I was like, okay, I feel like there's something, but I don't feel something. But I feel there's something. Like, I, it was just, I didn't know what to, like, expect, obviously, in the beginning. But when it hit me. We, so first, dude, we were at Riverdale Park, which is like a big park. We didn't know. That's a great description. It's like a big park. It, it's a way Go write a book. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a big park, period. That's how I passed my exam. You have to be exam. more descriptive. It's like a really big park in the east of Toronto, and they were having a rave party there. We didn't know they were having a rave party. But we like that. the plan was we're going to go to the park and just sit in the park. That was the plan. But we just saw there was a rave party, and I was like, I'm not taking that, like, sound. That, that's too much noise and, like, too much music. So we took an Uber. We came to the... But you also posted a story first. 
I did because like clout. Because right? I told this guy, <laughs> I told this guy, I said the hardest part for him is going to be that you don't turn your like. When I do acid, I did acid solo last week on the beach. It was amazing. Yeah, I, on like a Tuesday, I just went to uh, child free. Wow. Child free. Child don't free. be jealous. Know you are. A lot of you, your, your snide comments. I don't need them. Bad choices. So I went to the beach and I just did that. And then I remember like biggest tip anyone ever told me was that like you turn your phone. The second you feel like you're tripping, yeah. you turn the phone off. Yeah. And the second that it wears off, you can turn it back on, which for acid, honestly, yeah. can be like 10 hours. Right. So like I've. I, Shivy knows. I'll text him. I'm like, hey, man, like anything for the show, like it's going to have to wait 10 hours because I'm going on an acid trip. Right. I also, by the way, say this to like, because I have no shame around it. I say this to like friends, clients, <laughs> like people will Wait, text me. you say me, to clients Oh, too? yeah. Yeah. Well, the kind of people I work with, right, you know, right, on the right, right. side. <laughs> that's where the money is. You know, I like to get a little dirty. <laughs> and that's how you make money. Yeah. But. Yeah, I will tell people that because if you turn your phone back on, not only can your screen freak you out because you really can't type when you're really high. Right. Like I'm talking like higher doses of mushrooms and also like LSD. Your phone just like melts in your hands. Right. So okay. like you try to type and it goes like this is E, two, four. It doesn't really work. Yeah. Unless yeah. you do like Siri or something. Right, right. No, but I at that it. point, yeah. you w the whole point is to disconnect from the matrix. So yeah. it's also that part. Yeah. But then, of course, he told me he turned it on at the end, right before he masturbated. I <laughs> yes, that's the ending of this whole story. But like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm like taking you through to Listen, the masturbation. They want to hear my voice, so you got to make this good. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. So what happened? I took the shrooms. Right now, this wasn't. It wasn't hitting me. So even in Uber, it wasn't hitting me. But. While I was sitting in Uber, my friend was wearing a hat, like a cowboy hat. And for some reason, I imagine we're in like a cowboy movie. And I had a bag with like strings. And so I started like doing this. Oh, my God. <laughs> like I'm on a horse, like literally just like and the car was moving forward. And so I felt like the air on my face is like. I'm with in the a windows desert. down? The windows were like a little bit down. Oh, so that's I could nice. I love a little breeze. Yeah, yeah. So I could like really feel like I'm in a like horse chariot or something and I'm, I'm going down. And it just felt like it, I know it wasn't real. It wasn't there. And I, my consciousness knew that I'm just imagining this like fake, yeah. funny scenario. But it was just fun in the moment. And I didn't realize till then, like, I'm already tripping now. Like, that was, like, the start. Yeah, your mind just starts to, like, wander. It's like how Shivy says that, like, a lot of my comedy is, like, uh, constructing a South Park episode. Yeah, Family Guy, I see. Or f Family Guy, sorry. Like, I, and I kind of understand what you're saying. It's like your mind wanders and starts making little scenarios. Like, imagine if I was on a horse. It yeah. Would be like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does that. But then at some point when you do a lot, yeah. you start to really, you could see a horse. yeah. I did not get to that point. I really wanted to because I'm a very imaginative person anyway. So I would imagine shit like that all the time. Like I would imagine shit like that. I actually am happy that you didn't get to that point because you just said that it was too. It was really scary. and You don't want to know if you want to do it again. Yeah. If you imagine that was scary, then imagine hallucinating. Like exactly because that can go really wrong. Like I told you, I've had. I've had like probably like 10 psychedelic trips in my life. Only one was bad and it was because of the company. Yeah. She started crying. But Jordan, can I tell you something? Like it wasn't scary. When you scary. say that, can I tell you something? It's like we're like, running the, the, red, the record button no. on it. And so I'm going to say, no, you can't tell me something. Go fuck yourself. No, bro. It was the, the scary part wasn't the darkness of anything. It wasn't like monster faces or it wasn't like real. The scary part was reality. Like I was 
face to face with reality. Yeah, it's terrible. And like, plus, I just went through a breakup a few months ago. That was like, I think, the biggest reality. Like, there was a there was a part I was looking straight into this dark alley and just wanted to go inside and see what what's there. Like, I I wasn't scared of anything physical. I was like, I can take up anything if I see a monster face. Fucking bring it to me. But I was so fucking scared because there was... Some this, people like, get knifed. <laughs> they get, they're all <laughs> fucked up on drugs and they're all really confident. <laughs> yeah. But there were like two hours where I was just like missing my ex the whole time. Sure. Well, it's a very emotional experience. It was so... And I, w- I wanted to cry, but as, as I was like trying to cry, I was getting all this like compassion and emotion for like the world. And I was like, you know what? I'm grateful... For, for the trees here. And I started fucking hugging the trees. It was like such immense love. I I had a speaker with me. Like I have a big speaker. And I was playing like psychedelic music. And I was trying to like, I was trying to see like, okay, how do I play this music? And the 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 words were just moving slightly. Yeah. It wasn't like jumble or anything. It was just the movement. I could see it's like, like it has a heartbeat, I always say. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like just goes uh, like heartbeat. in, in yeah. the front and the back kind of like that. And so I played something and then suddenly and again, like missing my ex and went through that. And then I found myself hugging my speaker like it was like a little baby. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm never going to let you go from here. It was like I was feeling so compassionate, man. It I mean, I feel the compassion you're talking yeah. about. Not on this level. Yeah. Because I don't have a vagina. But no, I, I feel the compassion you're talking about. I know what you're yeah. saying. But like, I don't get up. I still have like pretty good rationality. Right. Like, I don't get up to like stuff like this. Like, I don't. See, the thing I'm was, very like, just we like, were, you look at me and yeah. I'm just like, kind of like, you can tell I'm high. But like, right. I'm just sort of flat. I can control. I don't. You can't really control all of it. But I will tell you that like, I'm comfortable with it. That's right. how I would put it. And that's probably just experience. Ex- maybe. And also the thing with me was I did not want to hold back on anything. I just want, because the thing was, the, the one thing you told me in the beginning was don't fight it. So I was not only not fighting it, I was promoting everything. Yeah, that's any, good. Any emotion that came, I was like, yeah, go up with that. Like compassion. Yeah, fucking hug every tree I see and like high five every tree. And there's a tree I, I told you, like when, I, when my grandfather died, I went and like talked to the tree and like found solace wow, in it. you're really making this show sad today, aren't no, you? No, 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 bro. I went there and it was like so good. I was like, I, I just sat there and saw, like looked at the tree for like the beauty of it this time. Yeah, it's Not gratitude. It's also, it's uh, the word is newness. I use it in my book. Yeah. It's, it provides you the childlike newness yeah. that you miss. Yeah. That's nice. It was very and childlike. Then you, and then that's how the gratitude comes, right? You yeah. go by it and you're like, oh my, that's why, you, that's why I was like, you got to watch the sunset. Like, I mean, your friend's a idiot. Fucking but, idiot. But I was going to say retard, but I'm like, I got to get cut <laughs> down on that word a little Bro, bit. Bro, you just still, you still said no, it. It's fine. I just like, <laughs> I'm trying to clean it out. I don't know how I feel about it. I like to have words available because it make other people uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, you're easily triggered. I could just call you a retard and it'll just go away. <laughs> but I understand. Yeah. I don't have a problem with other people using it. But, you know, I, anyway. But the sun and I find sunsets yeah. are amazing because it goes over yeah. the water. Yeah. And when I was on acid last week. Yeah. It was going over the water. The buildings were in the distance, and I was like, "How do they build buildings?" Like just, like, right. just amazing. It was like I nothing. Was so and then the yeah. water became technicolored. Oh, not completely, but like a nice technicolored water, and then this really orange, you know, golden hour golden sun. Hour sun yeah. And I was just going, "Wow!" Like Fuck. the planet's incredible and burning. 
But I was like, it's incredible. Yeah. Like I just what I'm looking. What am I w- looking at right now? Like a engineering marvel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Water and like everything all at once. Yeah, dude, I saw Fisting something more. Handlands. In- <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like, I I will say there were a couple of moments like I moved to the edge of the beach because you know the gays are just animals of and they're course. all like banging in the bushes, <laughs> and I just didn't need to have that moment and then see like some guys like ass prolapsing getting fisted or something like that would have really like taken me out of that moment yeah i was like i'm not grateful for that though (laughs) that is revolting but uh, that's what he's grateful for (laughs) he's like i'm grateful for the rose blue rose blue what i saw was i think uh, more incredible than the sun like you keep talking like how sun was amazing we were sitting on the uh, like the island was on the other side and we were sitting on the mainland and there was a thunderstorm happening over the island Mm. and we were on this side could see the thunderstorm happening and it started raining on the island and we could see the rain from here and it was so like incredible like watching rain from airplane like think of think of that and we airplanes are also amazing when you're high exactly so and when we, we were watching the whole thing it, it took us like an hour we just sat there and watched this cloud foam it was incredible like you know how she said in the interview later that you just don't stop right oh, oh. Oh damn it! That I was, was trying to do the sparkle one. one. There you go. It's yeah. like this. It's like this. But uh, I could like I stopped for a moment in my life and just watched a cloud form. That was who does that ever? Well, it's the antithesis of the life you lead, which is hardcore like social apps online, super distracted all yeah, the time. But which one of those things made you feel better inside? The second one, and and you know what? I think what changed. I used to, and this was a very bad habit. I was trying to get rid of this bad habit where I would take my phone every, if I have to go wash my hands, just wash my hands. It's still on like something's playing on the phone. It's either like entertainment in my ear or my eyes. Like it's every time, like just distraction. Yeah. Probably because I was sad for the last two months. No, Maybe no, you've always been like that. Well, yeah, true. Yeah, Gen but Z. But since the shrooms and i'm not sh- saying like shrooms helped or anything but like i realized because of them that i don't need my phone all the time and i haven't been going on my phone since that much yeah it's like why i stopped drinking i mean we haven't really talked about it on the show i want to have the author on the show by the way uh, i read this book called this naked mind and i read it and i didn't i haven't drank for like five weeks you just need wow. something to shock you out uh, and it's largely because uh, the situation you're describing with the phone yeah. is it's just a pissing contest for attention. Right. And it's designed to make you insecure. It That's how they sell you products. Exactly. So, like, with that, you have to do a cost-benefit analysis. Obviously, I have to be on social media because of this show and, and stuff like that. But I will tell you that if I wasn't in this business, I wouldn't be on it. True. It is a conduit to different things. But I think at the end of the day, you have to do a cost benefit of your whole life. And that's what I did with the alcohol. You need to look at the social media and go, what is the cost? What is the benefit? What am I getting out of this? What is it? And how does it make me feel? Write that down, by the way. You'll be shocked. And then what is it taking from mm. my mindfulness, my dopamine, the fulfillment of your self-esteem? Life. Yeah. The presence, that's that's the point. It's like, that's also why I want to move to San Diego. It's just the natural beauty of the desert and the oceans. It's like uh, swimming, hiking, being outside, sunsets. That's really what life is about. Eventually, yeah. this city and metropolitan cities in general, they start to feel 
overwhelming because it's inauthentic and humans are not meant to live, live stacked on top of each other with horns and clinking streetcars. It's not really natural. Mm-hmm. There's nothing natural about it. So it's like that's also why I want to make that migration because that ties a lot in with the psychedelics of right. I've had this, I've done this, I, I've, I've been through all this and I don't know how happy it made me because I meet people from New York City and they are the most miserable people ever. It's a great city, but they're some of the most miserable people ever and they think they're not. And it's because who the fuck could live like that? Yeah. Subways, jammed, always people pushing, garbage, rats. I mean, that you haven't been to that city. Like, it is chaos. But no, there traffic like for like, yeah, it's yeah. like, at some point, I, I, it sh- we, can, we have to acknowledge, along with the social media, is that we are not meant to live like this. Bro, that's so fucking true. Because, like, even in, like, my parents just bought some property outside, like, Delhi, like, really what far away. What's up? So, like, it's, like, really far away from, like, civ- not civilization, but, like, any, like, big skyscraper buildings or anything. Like, it's just too far away. It's not It's not even a suburb yet. Like, that's where they bought, like, the property. And now they're just looking forward to, like, living there because now they're done with this There's life. something nice about yeah. it. I go to my sister's house. She has, like, a beautiful property. Like, it takes, like, 15, 20 minutes to walk her property. Yeah, It's the yeah, middle it's of like nowhere. That. Yeah. I don't personally think i could do that level like in the sense that when you're away from a metropolitan city it is very hard to do a lot of things for example like it's easy to go to a concert here it's 45 minutes to the airport for her it's three hours to the airport when you get to that like mom and dad age like you don't fucking you still want to go to concerts you still want to go to shows but you can always drive that that's like three hours dude three hours there three hours back you got kids you got to get a hotel Right. There, it, listen, everything in my life is within five blocks of this place. Like, but, yeah, there's a convenience to it, and there's a fullness of life that you get. Yeah. But then, you know, life is trade-offs, and you want to go like, how much more do I need? And I feel like I do still want the excitement of a city and be able to go to concerts. Because you're shows. still young, bro. You just yeah, like, nothing. And I don't have a partner, so that's also you. You don't want to be you like isolated kids. in the suburbs. Exactly. So I get that, but also at the same time, I want to infuse more natural beauty and road trips to nice places and that kind of vibe, which is what I Let's was getting in San Diego. You want to take a road trip. That still takes you three hours. You have to get off Toronto. But where like, am I going to go? Muskoka? It's like, it's fine. It's not even that nice. I mean, about like going to like Palm like Springs and like no, 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 different no. places <laughs> around Cal- Monterey. I mean, Carmel. Like yeah, yeah, these yeah. are like beautiful. Like California is stunning. Like it is uh, the most stunning no, I, state. I get that. No, no. I, I was saying something totally like different because you said how like oh, those people don't want to be in this like city life is like amazing for that. Yeah. But with them, with like when you get old, you just don't want the city life that often. You, and that's not always true. Like there's a lot of people in this building who have sold their homes and bought a condo because when you're 70, yeah. condo living's not that bad. You have to remember there, a house is a lot of maintenance. Uh, right. You yeah. have to worry about the garbage, the landscaping, the roofs going, the eaves troughs, the water filter. Um, everything, everything's so done for you. You yeah. pay a fee in this building and like you don't even lift a finger. Someone cl- vacuums the hallway. Yeah. Like there's a lot of work that goes into a house. So there is the appeal for an older person, especially when your mobility is getting worse to say like, Hey, Hey, let's sell our house, make a little bit of money, live in a condo downsize 
it's a simpler life, right? Because like as you shrink your life, a simpler life is low stress. Like, right, right. No, you're right. Simpler lives. My life was a lot simpler when I was poorer in my 20s. And there was something nice about that. And, and during parts of that, I was happier than I am now. Not always, but it's not really always what you think. I and think so I'm, I'm there right now. The you're happier? Pa- the part you're talking about. Like yeah, because building out more natural and a f- fuller life yeah. is how I would put it. Yeah. Like a, a Friday spent on the beach with a fire, maybe going surfing on Saturday. Yeah. That's nice. It's nice to do that in November when it's snowing. Oh, here. yeah. Like it just. That, that, there's no like competition. Yeah, we're working no on it, right? Don't send me messages saying, when are you moving to blah, blah, blah. Trust me, we're working on it. It's a lot <laughs> has to go down. You don't just people act like I'm just like buy a ticket. <laughs> like I have to move an entire corporation <laughs> and like move my banking and like it's it's a lot of work. Anyway, uh, I still don't have my bag. Why don't we before we get to Samantha? Why don't we just call them? Let's do it. So I don't have my bag. Okay, it is now day twenty six. For for the new people, what what bag? Like who? if you're new, yeah. go back and listen to the rest of the show. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Okay, you should have been here all along for this. <laughs> so the situation is, I lost my bag moving from Athens to Tel Aviv. Was the last person standing at the carousel. Then the airline said... You're saying it like it's such a sad story. Like It is a sad story. <laughs> it is a very sad story. You're saying it so slow. Because it used to be a lot more funnier, and now I'm like, I want my stuff. Like, I'm really just at this point. Okay, like, so this is my full luggage. I have obviously a carry-on, too, and they lost it. And then the last day I was due to come back to Canada, uh, a man called from the Tel Aviv airport and said, we have your bag, but there's not enough, even though I tried to bribe him. There's not enough time to get it to your hotel, so come get it at the airport in the morning before you leave to come back to Canada. Then I went to the lost and found to get said bag, and they were closed. Then I got a call from the airline, like, probably, like, 12 hours later by the time I got to Athens, and they were like, basically, we haven't found your bag yet. And I was like, great, well, you guys are really in the know. Okay. She is here. Hello, do you hear me? Oh, yes, I can hear you. Hello. How can I help you, sir? Um, so I lost my baggage with you guys approximately 26 days ago. And uh, mm-hmm. about eight days ago, I was emailed by Irene and she said they'd found the bag and that they were going to get it on a flight to Canada. And eight days has passed. And uh, I have no updates from her. She hasn't even responded to my emails. So I'm wondering if you could Do you just- have the file reference? Uh, is that the tracing number or the file? Oh, file reference here. 2207. Okay, I see that the reply was sent on the 19th of August. Yeah, but I've sent her two emails since then. I see that you've you've replied on the 21st. Did you if see you my tone? It wasn't nice. Now to the Sorry? I was very angry in my email. I'm sure you can see it there. I do see that. I can forward your email as well if you wish to the customer service department. They will contact back to you after 7 a.m. Greece time. It's now 5.29. Is it possible? just forward if you wish as well. Yeah, that's fine. I, I'm just, is it possible someone's wearing my clothes or something? No, since they found your package, yeah. I'm just worried someone might be going through it or something. There's lots of valuable stuff in there, like someone could be using my enema. No, I don't think so, sir, but I don't have information for packages. So you will get the reply from the colleague that 
you spoke flash from the customer service department and she will give you all the information. Okay. Just can you just please mention the enema to them? It's very personal to me. I just don't want someone else using it. It's like a family heirloom. To tell them what, sorry? My enema. It's a medication. Okay. Just if someone wants to get high on it or something, I don't know. They might be bored. Just want to make sure. Okay. I'm also telling them that. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling the agency. Have a good Toodles. And you know what? For those of you that are like, Jordan, what are you doing? Stop this. First of all, you love it. Second of all, like, what am I supposed to do, guys? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I send, they're like, eight days ago, they're like, we got your bag. It'll be on the next flight. I'm, there's been probably been like 10 flights since then. And they just aren't putting a tag on it and putting it on the, the baggage thing. Fuck. I've seen you put the baggage tag on. It takes about five seconds. <laughs> They're making a the mockery of me. I can't wait till she tells them. He's very concerned that one of you is shoving his enema and squirting liquids in your rectum. Family heirloom. It's a family heirloom. It's a beautiful family heirloom. She's probably going to, you know, you know, it doesn't translate, right? She's going to tell yeah. them it's like jewelry or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my jewel. I mean, I don't know. It's just like, so what I was saying earlier, because I wrote a really nasty email, the last, the last one. There have been many nasty emails. There's been threats of lawyers, the media, etc. I will keep this going until I get the bag. But what I learned is after 21 days under what's called the Montreal Convention, which is what uh, they all are part of, I don't know, something like that, and also on the website for the Greek Airline Authority, it says that after 21 days, the bag is considered lost. And they are supposed to, you heard that burp, don't edit that out. So people probably got a fetish. Someone's like, finally my moment. Ugh, starts jerking off. <laughs> okay. It, they have a thing on the website that says like 21 days, it's considered lost, and then there's a standard amount they have to give you. I think it, it's about like $1,900 Canadian. Mm -hmm. Pretty decent. And I'm at the point now, I was telling Shivy where I, I wrote them an email and I was like, hey, like I got all lawyer-like. I was like, I know you're a member of the Montreal Convention according to Section 21B, if a baggage is, and I started quoting it for her. Wow. And then she claimed that that doesn't apply to their airline, that it is 21 days for business class people, but if you're economy, it's 45 days. So if you didn't spend more money on a business class oh. ticket, if so if, if I was a business class person, they would have five days ago had to write me a check for $1,900 and consider the bag lost. But because I am a peasant... In this one incident, because it was domestic, you know, well, not domestic, but it was a short flight. I'm not going to pay for business for that. In this one instance, I'm a loser among losers, and we have to wait for the second round, oh, which is the 45 days. So it's like Fuck. I'm in this weird middle zone where, like, I'm having to buy things that I don't get. Like, they still have my medication. They still have my running shoes. I have one nice bathing suit that I really like. I have another one, but I, I go to the, I'm going to the beach, and, I, like, I don't have a bathing suit. No, I have to buy it. And, like, I might go to New York and have to bring the luggage, so it's like, am I supposed to buy another one? Yeah. Just no, no answers, yeah, no fuck, solutions. Fuck. <sighs> I love if... Honestly, if they were wearing my clothes, and, like, being like, <laughs> look at me. I'm Jordan Power. Like doing the one guy like shoving the fucking medication up his ass. The other one's taking the pills. They don't even do anything. <laughs> Just write me a check if you want to do that. Ruffle through the whole thing. I don't give a shit. Come on it.
Just write me the check. That's what I'm trying to do. That's why I was like, Irene, you owe me a check. I found the law. So today I filed a complaint with the Canadian Aviation Authority against them. And then I also emailed their aviation authority to file an official complaint against them. And both times I quoted, I was like, according to your website, you're the Aviation Th Authority of Greece. After 21 days, the bag is lost and they owe me this much. Are they not under your jurisdiction? Yeah. Like they're clearly, they're, what do they don't skirt around the law? It's under their purview. So pay it. And did they reply? Not yet. Okay. That one was also an aggressive email. So we But gonna... I did file the official complaint with the Canadian, and then I'm going to go after them because I'm just going to put the pressure on them because it's either like, just give me the bag immediately. Yeah. Or write me a check. Makes sense. <sighs> Makes sense. <sighs> okay, let's get to Samantha Jones. And the clip. Oh, yeah. And the, cl <laughs> and the clip. <laughs> Samantha Jones has done it all Escorting, doming, sugaring, which is sugar baby Stripping All around Swiss Army knife for the show 14 years experience in the industry She does not hold back Part 1 this week, part 2 will be next week And then we'll include about 30 minutes on Patreon Next week for the audience That's patreon.com slash unmentionablepodcast Enjoy the interview, and also, let me just do a little housekeeping that I normally don't do. If you want to watch this show every week, you go to patreon.com slash unmentionablepodcast. On there, you can also get tons of bonus content. If you're a Spotify user, user you can look down your whole catalog on your phone. You'll notice about 30 to 35% of the show is locked. That's permanently locked. If you want to access any of those episodes, push the lock button, and a pop-up will come up. That allows you to email yourself instructions to sign up if you're an Apple user and you want to access the archives of this show You look at your timeline. You won't see them. But again, there's another 30 40 episodes on there some really really good stuff uh, Interview with a guy who uh, is the world's biggest sperm donor uh, There's an interview with a guy who's dying of cancer and treating himself with mushrooms lots of really good content on there so if you are uh, listening on Apple you just go to the top and you would subscribe to be a premium user. You can Apple Pay very quickly. It takes about five seconds. And then all those episodes will appear in your timeline. So you'll have access to about 30 to 40 hours if you're on a road trip and you want to listen to archives of the show, anything like that. Um, it's a great way to support the show, but also to constantly get access to the bonus content that we keep releasing for the show. Sometimes it's as many as a couple hours per month that you can get. Um, so that's it. That's all. Enjoy the interview with Samantha. Um, we're going to open up with a clip that I found on Instagram and we'll get Samantha's reaction and Chevy's as well. Enjoy. And on your 40th birthday, you set yourself a challenge, which was that you would sleep with 40 men in one, in day. one day. That was my birthday present for myself. I'm surprised you could walk after that. A bit of a sore back, but no, it's fine. And and do you, did you did did you did you afterwards think you know what 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 am I doing? No, no. I had the most fantastic day. Um, afterwards, me and husband sat there then having a drink all night. Uh, and on your that's it. I follow this guy on Instagram. He has like no followers. Hit it. Click it. Jamal, that's Jamal. He, he has no fault. Like, but he nine hundred sixty followers. Like, whatever. It's like a meme account, but he always posts. Like you just find an account that gives you a constant stream of perfect content. Good memes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her. Who? Who is she and oh, where do we find her? I know. <laughs> is that something you would do, 40 men? I, I would do it. Just to say it. Isn't it overwhelming? Okay. I mean, I did 12 one time when I was like a newbie at a spa. At what spa? Uh, Alpha Garraway back in the day. 
What is, I don't even know these things. Okay, okay. go ahead. What's alpha care? The alpha care is a, um, shall we say adult, adult spa, AKA rub and tug yeah. where you can go get all your needs met. And, uh, yeah, it's really awkward. You sit in the back room with like a bunch of girls and we all go out and say hello and have to put our high heels on every time. Do and they train you in massage? Wow. No, no. They, all you have to do is shower <laughs> and clean the shower after and, you know, whatever you got to do. Okay. Massage. Okay. Other massage. Cool. Yeah. Next. <laughs> but are the girls, they're bad at massages, I would say. Are any of them actually good? I was awesome <laughs> at it. This Wait, is, how did you train this yourself? This is why I am where I am now. I, I'm a unique individual. I mean, I, I care. I feel I'm an empath. You put pride in your work too. And I love getting massages. So I want to give as I would want to receive. So w did you get a reputation among the men that like you were the one that would actually give a good massage in addition to other stuff? I had some good regulars. Yeah. Wow. Now you've been in the industry for 14 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. How has your opinion on men shifted from the day you started to now? Hmm. I never thought I'd be able to date again, let alone like find love or find a steady partner. So yeah. So when way. guys find out that you do this, what do they say to you? How do they react? Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and like three months later, just not, oh, it's not so cool. So <laughs> like, yeah, what is it? Cause there's yeah. this thing I, I was watching a lot of like Andrew Tate videos and uh, he was talking about how like there's this thing where it's like kind of an impossible thing for women where it's like he always wants the innocence of like the virginal girl and the novelty. That's like what guys always want. And then they don't want a, a girl that's been with too many guys, basically. And it's like it's kind of impossible because every girl is going to start sleeping with all these guys. And then it sets up this scenario where like they don't want to hear about it. They don't want the girl talking about it like. I find a lot of guys are actually not as sex positive when it comes to women talking about sex than they that they claim to be. Oh, yeah. I find it's like right down the middle, actually. That's why I push for my own beliefs and like the poly uh, open relationships, because I think more people would enjoy that if it's if it was more socially acceptable. Yeah. Mm. Would you be in a poly amorous you little shroomer? I would. OK, I well, here's so. the other thing. Shivy. Yeah. I was telling Samantha, Shivy went on a mushroom trip. It was not my recommendation. <laughs> Can you tell me and we Samantha... We had a whole podcast just on shroom trip a week before. Well, no, that actually did LSD, <laughs> yeah. which is more fun. But why don't you tell Samantha and I what you learned? What I, I don't know what I learned, but it felt like... Oh, I, t I took a gram of shrooms on Saturday evening, and it felt like I'm going up a roller coaster. And suddenly I was just in the middle of a snow globe. That was like the whole... Off one gram? Yeah, I, the whole trip, it felt like I'm middle of a, I'm in the middle of a snow globe, and I could see like, you know how you you see something like, let's see, I'm looking at this phone. I could see this phone, but I I can also see other things. But I'm focusing here, right? On shrooms, I could like sharply focus on all like directions at, all at once, and it was so weird because it felt like I'm in a fishbowl or like a snow globe or something like that. The whole like the whole time it felt like this and. And the designs on wood were like moving. I was hugging. I assume trees. you've done mushrooms, right, Samantha? I've been getting into them the last year, and it's been the best experience I'm, of my life. So you hadn't done them before this year? No, bro. Now, but you've d tried it a couple of times. One grams is not a lot. Did you measure? Yeah, no, we bought it from the dispensary for like one gram. There's a mm. there's a mushroom dispensary. Yeah, I don't know this. Yeah, and mm. it's like the most important mushrooms. Because, dude, I will tell by. you, like, I usually do like. Four to four and a half grams. Like, that's a pretty significant you, you trip. You would, like, with those mushrooms, I don't think you can do four grams at all. You would, like, 
Damn, you really dove right in. Yeah, it was just weird. And the whole, like, for at least two hours, I was hugging trees. There's this (sighs) musical garden uh, in Toronto. and I I hugged every tree or either high-fived every tree. And I was like, you're a good tree. Please stay like a good tree. And I just, like, hugged every tree. See, I was debating doing psychedelics (laughs) with you now. And hearing this story, I will never do them with you. Why? Because some people are just annoying. (laughs) I'm not annoying. Be like, dude, come hug the trees. I'd be like, that's so annoying, dude. I would hate that. (laughs) I like to just. I don't like people around. I like it like mellow sunset. I, I yeah. go to Hanlins. I take LSD and I just solo sometimes. Yeah. And I just, I don't want to be around people. I don't want overstimulation because it really messes with the vibe and the experience. Like yeah. that's why I told you to avoid crowds, right. horns, yeah, yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Bro, but the best part And then he's was. hugging trees. Oh my God. No, 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 dude. The best part was my friend and I, we climbed up trees and we were like, well, now we're birds. And then we just started, like, chirping. For, like, 20 minutes, we were chirping to each other. Are you <laughs> sure you didn't do bath salts? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the, the favorite part of the whole trip. And then it just mellowed down God, slowly. see, that I forgot. He's too, like, young and he believes in things. Remember that? <laughs> and, like... So that's why you'd be annoying on psychedelics because you're like, let's be a bird. And this yeah. I'd be like, dude, I just want to listen to music. Like, it's Bro, too much. No, it was like super fun. It was also scary at times. It was just so scary. I was like, when's it going to end? And then I let it go. I was like, okay, let's not fight it because you told me not to fight it. Yeah, you can't and, fight it. And then, and then it became better. But it was scary, like super scary at times and then super amazing and then super scary. Like, it was just roller coaster. I think the next time it won't be as scary because you know what to expect. Maybe, yeah. What has your experience been like? Ooh, uh, a bit like that in the beginning, yeah. like just kind of getting used to it, right? And connecting more. Uh, but I've described it as like you get to do your own inner work a lot easier. Like it's it's like a psychedelic therapist, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Like any answers will just come to you, especially like I do mine with a shaman, like guided. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely talk after. Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. it Eddie? Nope. Oh, because my friend Eddie does that. Okay. He's, he posts these videos on Instagram of like a bunch of people in the room and they're all laying down. Mm-hmm. He's guiding them. Some of them are like crying their eyes out. Yeah. Like it's pretty intense because like when you get up to like really high levels of psychedelics, you get what's called ego death. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm that's like a that. very scary thing because that's your whole identity. Just boom, just yeah. blows apart in front of you. I find it's like what you just said is that I have the same experience and that it breaks apart my biases and like and it basically allows me to look at a situation tilted mm-hmm. like in the same way that when you tell your friend about a problem and sometimes they can go have you thought of it like this that's what a good therapist does mm-hmm. and i find you're right it's like a tool it's a conduit to just sort of have a new perspective on something and very quickly sometimes you can just figure out really big problems that have been plaguing you in like 10 seconds i wouldn't call it an ego death e- ego integration and expansion maybe mm. 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 She's deeper, than <laughs> She's deeper than me. She's deeper. So did you start like him with a low dose and then you've been ramping it up? Yeah, I tiptoed in. It was really nice to have a guide and you just kind of get used to it and you build your relationship with the mushrooms. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the highest you've got up to? Five grams. <gasps> that's I've. That's a little terrifying. No, it's it's the best thing. So what is the difference between like, in your opinion, like three to five? Hmm. I didn't notice much of a difference, to be honest. Some minds can handle it better than others. And it's like you said, like the only control that you have is that you have no control. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. Yeah. I didn't think of it like that, but true. Mm -hmm. 
she's deeper than you. She, she's a yeah, woman. She has more neural pathways, <laughs> even though you're like part woman too. <laughs> we know how that works. Did you come to any rev- like revelations when you finished and you cut anybody out of your life? Hmm. Not necessarily, but it, it like the first, my first big trip, it felt like I was in a video game and I was just like navigating and like I felt my chakras and then I saw them and every time I got like a universal question right it would like make a sound and it was fun and I could like move my with my mind and go to different places yeah that's and then the next question would come up or I'd try to like uh feel uh the pain that I would have in my body and then try to let it go try to let it go and then ask myself like okay, what's the emotion behind this pain? And just kind of like break it up and then, oh, okay, it's this. And it would come to the surface and yeah. What was six, some of the pain? Six hours later, I'd figure it out. <laughs> um, Just like relationship stuff and stuff with myself. And like, I honestly, it's hard to remember because everything's moving so fast. Yeah. I feel like I'm just way so pa- past that now. It's just, it's, I'm so in the present moment now. Yeah, I find that too. Yeah. Did you find it hard to come back to the matrix? <laughs> I find that the hardest part. No, I, I'm so integrated now. Every moment is beautiful. Oh, so it lasted for you. Yeah. See, mine lasts a little bit. Like I get like a little afterglow and then some things will click, but I find I'll need another trip to feel that glow again. But I also don't, want to do it that often because I don't want them to abuse the magic of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I find with the integration, like helping people, like I want to be, I want to uh, lean into my shaman side more. Like his a companion, when he or she does her job well, healing is always given. So right. it's just like another aspect of that that I want to learn. Like I don't want to do like part-time Reiki and stuff and just kind of be a fully rounded healer. So what is the thing you were talking about, the high-end escorting with shamanism? Explain that. Mm -hmm. So I'll ask you, like, wouldn't it be great? Because I know I got pretty horny at the end. Like, I wanted sex after. I had no, I had no, really, I I had no sex drive because it felt goofy. No, I felt like so fucking horny. Interesting. I couldn't sleep without, like, jerking off. Like, that was, I was so tired because, like, you know, the whole day and, like, I took shrooms at night. I was so tired. I had to sleep. I slept at six in the morning, but I had to jerk off before because I couldn't do it without mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. Okay, tell us about your horny. It's more okay, interesting. So, <laughs> so with mine, I felt it building up throughout the session. Yeah. And at the end, I really wanted to. But the touch, the physical, like being close, because like we're close friends anyways. But that was like just as deeply satisfying. Yeah. And yeah. it's up to the shaman. Like he wanted to give me my, my first trip, like in a non-sexual way, just like, okay, this is what I feel called to give you that kind of thing. So it's all, it's all like with intuition. And that again, it comes, uh, comes back with companionship. Like you kind of like guess your client's needs before they come up, right. To make them comfortable or like just really give them the wow experience. Yeah. So so what if, what if I eventually was able to offer when they become, you know, decriminalized, legalized, whatever, Whatever BS we have to get through to uh, ex- communism, to expand our minds. <laughs> yeah. Once we overcome this there communism, pseudo communism yeah. we live under, yes. But if we could do it with like a professional, sensual shaman, if if the mushrooms allow it, and okay, we're gonna journey you, we're gonna figure out your shit, and then maybe we'll have some fun at the end. But only at the right. end. Save it for the end. 
yeah, yeah, as no, like your cool down, sense. as your aftercare. Yeah. Can people have sex on shrooms? It's not recommended. Yeah, because it, I don't think you would. It's so scary to do so it. So I read. I don't. Do, I don't do mushrooms anymore because I have a bowel disease and it really like, really puts me through hell because it's basically like poison you're eating. So it really makes me sick. Yeah. But um, I find an LSD like I was reading on Reddit because I go on the LSD subreddit and this guy was talking about that he had sex with his um, fiance uh, on LSD. And that it was so transformative that they both started crying in the middle of it because it was just this like extremely bonding experience. They knew that they wanted to spend their lives together and it was just it was just overwhelming, like all encompassing kind of experience. I don't know if I could do that because also I find it hard to get an erection Mm. on any kind of drug, especially MDMA. Right. Like, okay, it could go either way. Like, that's where your intuition really kicks in. It's like if you're feeling it and you you definitely could have that. But is it worth worth the risk if like, okay, your dick might turn into a worm. Like, let's just be prepared for that. Right. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. You look down, you would never be the same again. If you look down and your dick was like a little green worm and like looked at you like, hey, you'd never be the same. I didn't actually see any hallucination, although the one I took was You just was said you were in like a snow globe. No, but that was just my, my vision was like sharpened. I didn't see anything. Oh, okay. So I think that's because you didn't go up to like three, four, five grams. Because oh. I wouldn't say it's always a hallucination. Like when people talk about hallucinations, it's not like people think there's going to like a leprechaun's going to run in front of them. I thought I would see at least something. No, like it's I, sort I, of I wouldn't like, even see lines or anything. Like I'll give you an example. I was doing it with my friend and there was this pond, this big pond, and there was these buildings that were like apartment buildings that were in the pond. And when I walked up to the pond, because it was reflecting in there, all the buildings, it looked like it was an underground city. So I look down into this pond and it it looks like the inverse of the image, right? So it looks like I'm staring at an entire underwater city. So it takes something that's there and kind of like just enhances it or sort of like fucks with it a little bit. Okay. Is how I would put it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely put. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So did you have sex with anyone when you were horny? At the end? Oh, you said the shaman you didn't. The first time she didn't. Uh, shaman now partner. So oh, okay. <laughs> we're close. But okay. Yeah. So you actually, because you, you were saying he just, you wanted to be non-sexual the first yeah, time. Yeah, usually, usually, I'm going to say not. It's it's more of like a, it's it's I call it the deepest self-care day. Like booking off, okay, because it takes about six hours, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. when have you booked a six-hour care day for yourself? Like, let alone, oh, yeah, can I book an hour? Like, that's why I had a two-hour minimum for the longest time. Right. It's like, no, let's take better care of you. Let me, like, and oh, my God, like, if I can say anything, like, the more notice you give, especially, like, someone that's on the higher end of things, like, maybe we want to go get fresh-cut flowers. Maybe we want an excuse to go run and get some new lingerie. Like, let me make it nice for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Now you really want to do it, eh? (laughs) Jesus. He has mommy issues. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. He likes to be, like, in a woman's bosom, like, sucking on it while crying like a baby who says it's these fine <laughs> tell samantha no i don't you're <laughs> you're ready he, he also watches help. he loves trans porn mm-hmm. i don't love it i i watch it sometimes it's cool it's cool yeah no no judgment no it's judgment fine. i mean i fucked a few females in amsterdam that was pretty hot right yeah. like you were the t- pegging no like i was the paying customer because I feel as a good customer service representative, which is what we are also, uh-huh. yeah. you got to be on the other side sometimes. Yeah. So Amsterdam 
is a completely different ball game. And I'm really glad I'm in Canada for for that because it was very like touristy. Like, okay, it's a million arrows, get in, get out, get fucked, and that's it. Yeah. I have yeah. listen, I have no problem with people who pay pay for it. It's like there's so, so there's a lot of weird stigma around it. It's like also a friend of mine was telling me he was talking about him paying for it. Good looking guy with a lot of money. And he was like my friends judge me because I pay for it. And he was like, for me, it's just like, sometimes I just like, don't want to deal with all the bullshit and the pleasantries and the, the game and the courtship on apps. It just wants a nice connection with a professional, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the person's done this, not only just sex, but they're able to come with sort of a warm vibe. They're personable. How much of the job when you started was, I mean, you you clearly knew how to have sex, but how much of the job at the beginning was like, how did you learn how to work over men and have it not be artificial or rehearsed? Oh, it has been over a decade of honing my craft. It's just, I love it so much. It's something I really like being a fantasy, being put on a pedestal, an excuse to like do a deep clean, make everything nice, like make, try to make myself as perfect as possible. Like it's the most diva thing you can do, but you have an excuse because it's like, here, let me be your perfect distraction for an hour. Sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. How many of them, uh, like how many different people can you be? Because I would imagine it's like a chameleon, like you're immediately going to feel what they want out of you from what they're saying if they didn't express it earlier. So mm-hmm. how many different masks do you have to wear? Hmm. Okay, well, there's the Dom, uh, Sugar Babe, if you have an arrangement going, um, uh, sexier, more porn star, more GFE, more therapist, girlfriend, okay, show up in a jeans and a t-shirt, come around the back, <laughs> like, yeah. And how many of them are married? Mm, I would say, like, it's up there like 75 percent how do you yeah how do you feel like so they immediately contact you do you screen them because i imagine there's some lunatic like how do you screen a new lead oh i don't want to give away too many of my secrets yeah so how much do you charge a thousand for two hours damn but I've been in Playboy and Hustler, and I have like over forty million views on the internet. Oh, you don't so. have to justify it to me. I can, <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. see the appeal definitely. <laughs> so Our listeners don't necessarily know. Oh, they'll see the visual. Don't yeah. worry. Um, <laughs> how much is an overnight? Mm, right now, I'm asking forty five hundred. Damn, it's good money. So why did you escape during the pandemic? Because I feel like during the pandemic was when I would imagine that job would skyrocket. It slowed down so much. Because people didn't have money. But people are also scared. Luxury. That was more it for me. I feel like like everyone's like, oh, better be safe. Better do what the government tells me. Uh, Don't don't get me started. You're in the right place. You're in a safe space. That, (laughs) but also, yeah, luxury is the first thing to go. So even myself, like I finally just bought lingerie for the first time. Oh, my God. Because I'm like, it's like, okay, you you have it, but you want to be more careful. So honestly, best thing that ever has ever happened to me. Like the last two years, I like honed in my meditation, my working out. I'm, I'm like almost fully raw vegan now. Like I'm better with my money. I'm way happier. Like I'm balanced. All that time being yeah. alone. Yeah. Just no, like everyone, everyone needed the break, whether they can admit it or not. 
Well, some people really lost their minds because yes. they hated their jobs so much. Mm-hmm. So the things that allowed them to escape from their jobs were gone. Yeah. So a lot of them are like, why do I work this job to make this billionaire rich? It's yep. not even making me happy. Mm-hmm. And you saw a lot of people go crazy. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm lucky I'm me. Like, and I have a good mind, but like when I was able to work and especially when it was bad and people would like sneak out to come see me and it was like the heat was on. I was like, okay, this is dangerous. I like it. It is, it's, it's, affairs are it's so sexy. I love affairs. Right? I had an affair once. It was fun. It's know, fun. It is. People don't, people don't, it's like a drug. It's like its own drug. Like I, yeah. I remember doing it and I was like, there is nothing hotter than this. Like the, because it's always spicy. It's like my friend said that when he broke up with his partner for the next three, four months, they never had better sex because the sparks reignites. Yep. So what have you learned about a man during this time? <sighs> Just give us like five things. Okay. Let's see. Uh, we all have our baggage and our emotional stuff we should work on to bring ourselves to the table fully as better people so that we can attract the people that we want to attract in our life, right? Like, knock on wood, I should not have a job. Really? Like, like Why not imagine. Ima- like, I'm okay, I'm a convenience and a treat, but oh, if we learn those things in school that we should, and we all did our inner, inner work, might be a different game. So are or, you, but when you say you shouldn't have a job, what do you mean by that? Because oh, everyone wants yeah. sex. Oh, of course. So yeah, true enough. You think look at the marketplace is like literally, I mean, look at the porn industry. It's like almost everyone watches porn. So of course you yeah. would be in demand. There's a lot of lonely people. Like I've started there to is. really learn, especially oh. the last few years, everyone's ideologically siloed for a lot of reasons, but also like, you know, I just feel like we've lost our social bonds. I was just in Israel and they go for dinner with their friends you know, several times a week, there's like eight people there. No one's on their phones. Mm. It's a more, it's a communal culture. They're happier people. But now everyone's so isolated. I actually would imagine that the last, if you cut out the pandemic, I would imagine the last five years for you would be more busy. Oh, it was getting ridiculous. Like it skyrocketed the last year before. Like I, I remember the exact moment I was getting my nails done. And I was like, Oh, this is going down. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. But other than that, learned about men. Um, uh, Everyone wants their wife to be a porn star, to be like the fantasy. Like even myself, like it might be different now. But before I would always say I would never do all this work for a partner. I would never be this fantasy and give you a lap dance. And like, no way. I don't care how hard you make me come. Like, unless you're buying me like a Rolex. Um, No, that's too much effort. Like for me, I'll do it for me. But and what else? Um, Trim your eyebrows. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, guys can have such better, like, Nose like hairs just, are bad. just do a little something extra. Like, make sure your toenails are nice. Like, exfoliate once in a while. Like, go tanning. Yeah. Like, a little Back something hair. extra. Go get a facial. Like, it's okay to take extra care. Go get a massage. Go get a regular massage. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, just. I was telling someone the other day about when I dated someone with one ball. Yeah. And, like. This is not really related to what you were just saying, but I don't know why it made me think of that. But like, again, this is not all related because I don't, I didn't care. I didn't care that he had one ball. I didn't care. Honestly, I'd rather there be no balls. Like just be <laughs> nicer. Right. But he didn't tell me. So like I would, we went down and it felt like something was like gone. Like it was like twisted off the skin. 
And we dated for like months. And then after we broke up, he told me like, like he randomly said like, oh, you know, when I had testicular cancer, he's like, I don't know if I told you that. And I was like, dude, like I've been down there. Like, yes, of course I noticed. The first time I was drunk. So I was like, did I like lose it? (laughs) (laughs) But like, obviously I noticed it after a while. Like it was. I don't even know why that made me think of that, but have you ever been with one ball? <laughs> There's guess. some out there. Yeah. Have you, you've been with a few? Oh my God. There, I've seen some things. I'm writing a book. Like I wrote one called famous anus. I'll give you some tips. <laughs> oh it's on the wall my there. God. I can't yeah. wait to read that. Yeah. No, it's, it's, you, you will you <laughs> like relate it. to a lot of stuff. What have you seen? Like what is the craziest penis? A micro? Like that big? I've been with some monster cocks. Like, I was literally the newbie at the spa again. And I think they just did it to shock me. Like, like, like a regular caveman, Jamal, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, from, for those of you that are just listening to the audio, like, from my elbow to my fist. Baby arm. Thick. Or human arm. Are you saying, like, human? This thick. So, this is the end of part one. We're going to take a little right here. And we will continue the rest of it next week. Thank you for tuning into Unmentionable Podcast. If you have a few moments, go on iTunes and throw us up a five-star. If you're on Spotify, you can also hit the five-star button at the top. Really helps the show grow. And tell a few friends. It's word of mouth. We got clips. We got things going on. We got some press potentially coming out. Yeah. Uh, so we are growing it, but we need your help as well. And uh, as the show grows, you know, the content gets better. The quality of the guests and the caliber of the guests that we can have on the show it levels us up. So obviously that's happening right now with Maitland Ward, etc. But thank you for spreading the show. You know, even if a friend of yours is going through a breakup or anything or death in the family, comedy is, I mean, I could be obnoxious and annoying at times, but there are parts of the comedy in the show that uh, can really heal people and just give them a little vacation, a little escapism. So that's my two cents about Unmentionable Podcasts. Please spread the word. Thank you. See you guys next week. Thank you.